Welcome to the Forerunners Podcast. Let's get right into the second part of our interview with Ryan Carroll. All right, we're back. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Point Two Running Company because uh, Ryan Carroll, if you don't know, is a Point Two guy. So tell us a little bit about the Point Two Running Store. Yeah, so um, Point Two, I, I came across him. It was so funny. I was doing a race on the, I call it the North Side, but up in up in Hampton, win this gift card to Point Two. I'm like, well, what's up? And actually, I think at the time I I kept reading it as Point to Point. Is yeah. how I looked. I think yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. think Point to Point. And I'm like. All right, well, I got this $50 card. I need to go get something with it. And I remember going to the store, and um, it reminded me a lot. You know, for years, I grew up on running, et cetera, which, you know, I love Mike and Pam. They're, they're awesome. Um, you know, that's what I knew ever since 1998 when I started running. But mm-hmm. I go in the store, and just the uh, the staff right away, like, hey, how can we help you today? And like, mm-hmm. it, it just, you know, it was just very welcoming. Um, that small mom and pop, same thing kind of, you know, running center had, but this is a different feel. So I, you know, I yeah, got something that day and uh, do another race later on, get another gift card. I'm like, they like to give out gift cards. I start doing more races up here. <laughs> um, but starting to find, I'm like, well, it's about the same amount of time for me to drive there as it is to me to go to running center. Oh, mm-hmm. Give them a shot, local small business. Let me just check it out. And uh, quickly got to know the staff and, uh, they gave me a heads up. They're like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna start this, you know, local program. You know, looking at get behind some runners, maybe do some ambassadors." I'm like, all right, well, heck, I'll, I'll, I'll apply for that. Why yeah. not? I, I love what you guys do. And, but uh, that was what five years ago, um, and you know, during that time, I feel like I'm part of their family because I and I think anyone that has gone to, to point two um, will say that. And again. Uh, that's what I love about small small shops like that. That they're not about the sale; they're about the person. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, point two running has been awesome. But more importantly to me, uh, the community. Uh, Andre up there, um, you know, her and her father started point two, and then most recently, I'll do my little plug. But you know, they just started a new store here in Chesapeake. Yeah. Uh, which I know myself and a few of the other high school coaches, we were stoked. Like, yes, yeah. we finally got a store out here. Um, they they were they were awesome. But I tell Andre, what I love is her community outreach. Um, you know, during the summer they do you know. Uh, 5k for five dollars and it's they set up a course and yeah there's a clock sitting there but you can get yourself a measured course with other people and they donate it to the local food bank or the local women's shelter um they have done more than anyone knows and probably more than Andrew would ever want me to say for not just my team but local local runners in general they mm-hmm. they do so much um uh kids run the street program uh up, up on the peninsula they've supported that you know providing shoes now for a couple of years you know teaching these these kids who normally wouldn't have the opportunity to, to run um, or get out and do these races, but teaching them basic accounting methods and economics and how to apply for jobs, how to play for college. Um, you know, that's that's Andrea's biggest push, and that's what sold me. So when I, when I as you said, you know, I, I'm a point two guy. It's mm-hmm. not just, oh, yeah, point two's got running shoes, and they do. They got all the great running shoes yeah. and apparel you can find. But um, it's just their ultimate mission. You know, she's taken it beyond hey, I want to sell running clothes and, and I want to work with the running community. It's I want to work with the community and what can I do to to make my community. And I think that's what all small businesses should be yeah. trying to do because like in this time right now, we in the community are trying to support our small businesses. And I think we just got to remember, you know, small businesses like that are trying to support us 
in any other time. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a point two guy. I encourage folks to go there. Uh, but above all, I encourage folks just to support our, our small businesses with that. So. Yeah. we. Um, I discovered uh, point two in much the same way when I did the Nolan Trail Marathon Relay, the inaugural one, uh, two years ago. It was like packet pickups at point two. I was like, what's that? And uh, yeah, when you're in the south side, when you're at the south side, you don't know what it is, but... Um, you discover it, and it's a it's a very nice store. One of the things I I actually really enjoy about uh, Point Two is that they have a freaking sweet rewards program. So I I really like that. Um, but yeah, now they have they're up in Je- they're up on off Jefferson Avenue at Oyster Oyster Point in that nice uh, yep the new uh, tech center right tech there center, yep. yeah, yeah right it's next a very to, nice uh, place to go Conti's bicycles yeah. yeah and then they have one in the Greenbrier Town Center uh, they have a location that they've opened up kind of within the last year or two uh, yeah it actually it was just this past summer yeah, so yeah, yeah that's so, that's going but yeah so uh, if you haven't ever been to Point Two go check it out uh, it's got some it's got it's got a really nice setup it's not hard to find things in the store it's got friendly staff. Um, so this it kind of uh, this discussion kind of gives itself to another subject that I want to talk about, which is the fact that there are two different running worlds in Hampton Roads. There is the South Side running world and the Peninsula running world, and there is the the Bay is like an equator <laughs> between those two that you can't cross or something. So, like a not that you can't cross, but it just there's two different worlds. Um, I remember when I first started the podcast, I was like, I'd look at who was listening, and it was all South Side, and I was like, how can I get people in uh, Newport News and Hampton, or even Williamsburg, to listen to it? And it's just there. There's just a disconnect. But you seem to be kind of like, I don't know. You seem to be kind of like a an ambassador, kind of like, like you are connected to both communities in a way what do you think causes do you think it's geographical just i mean i i think yes i think you know so being in the running community now 20 years i've it was always south side you know um no one knew of a running store up on the peninsula and, and actually there weren't a lot of races up on the peninsula except mm-hmm. for the ones you know peninsula track club and colonial roadrunners put on they were a little bit smaller but now you got flat out events um who's putting on some very large races up there like one city mm. um but yeah, I think one is so funny, you know, living in Portsmouth and Chesapeake, you know, pretty much all my adult life, you're going to go through a tunnel, you're going to go over a bridge, you know, you and, you and, you yeah. and I are used to it, a tunnel you know, yeah. right there. Um, and I, I would laugh at how many people either on the south side, I'm not going through the tunnel. <laughs> okay, well, there's a bridge, go over the bridge. That that would be the one, that, that barrier, like, I'm not going all the way out to Virginia Beach to run a race, or I'm not going all the way up to the Peninsula to run a race. I'm mm-hmm. like, but it's a really good race. Like, it's a yeah. big race. Um, but then I started seeing, you know, for instance, I noticed, you know, Crawling Crab. I, I remember when uh, JNA was announcing, you know, we're going to have this half marathon in Hampton. I'm like, man, when's the last time there's in Hampton? I think it was like mid-early 90s, last time there was a big race. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's, that's pretty aggressive. Are you going to get folks to And they did. And that's what kind of, at that time, I was like, hold on. All right, so here's something up on that side. And they're getting a ton of folks from the peninsula because it's right there. But they're mm-hmm. also getting a ton of, all right, hold on. So you will go through a tunnel. And I, I think it's just that, well, I know JNA, so I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this, I call it the trek. You know, I'm going to make this pilgrimage. Because some people you talk to me, guys, it's 30 miles. You know, it's, it's always saying they're going to make the pilgrimage across the water. Because they knew, okay, I'm going to go all the way up there, but I know it's, and I think that's what I've, you know, so when Flat Out came along, 
always used to say, you know, there is JNA, and JNA has set the tone for races here in the Mid Atlantic. But you know, I remember you know talking to Jason at, at Flat Out and Jerry at JNA, and kind of find out they had smoked behind the scenes because Jason at Flat Out never was trying to take from Jerry or be Jerry, but he's like, man, this this is the bar, and he would call him up, hey, I'm a new race director, what do I got to do just to make sure I'm giving the and Jerry would like a guru because Jerry knows how to do it. Him and Amy have just done so well. Mm -hmm. And so I started telling people like, look, there's all these races up there and yeah, they're not 20,000, but you're gonna get a great race. And so I started with that, like trying to convince, and so I would start my little group of friends on the side, like, just go to this race, just go to the race. And I give them to go to the race, right? Look, there's running groups over there too. You know, why don't you try one? And then, because I think they both have different vibes. Mm -hmm. uh, I find when I go to like the South side, and I challenge anyone, not that one vibe's better than the other, but you're just gonna get a different feel of the conversation, the, the people. And again, I guess I, I will say, I think it's an older group. I say older, I mean, talking about my age, but you know, you, God, I'm getting up there now. But an older group, and, and not to say the South Side, you know, it, it just has that younger, I don't know, call it a beachy feel to it. It gets very, so I, I, I challenge folks to make that pilgrimage. It's, I, I think you'll just open yourself up to, to new things and, um, you know, like we were talking before, like just get out there, enjoy the journey, like make it a goal this year. I, I challenge people, make it a goal. Cause if you're on the peninsula side, go try one running group. I mean, it's, God, there's how many, I know you've been, you know, yeah. uh, putting some of them out there with this, with this podcast has been awesome. And, and vice versa, folks on the South side, there's plenty of running groups. Give it a shot. Um, you know, see what's up there. We, let's, let's talk a, a tiny bit about that. Cause you've actually, me and you through DMS have talked about this a little bit. Um, I know Point Two has a, a, a running group. Um, I think there's, is it Monday? Yeah, so Point Two uh, has, New, has Mondays in Newport News, Tuesday over in Chesapeake. Yeah, they have a, a they have a really big fat group over they're, there. They're Monday in Newport group. News. I remember when that group was like, "Hey, we got ten people." Yeah, a bad night now. You know, eighty folks. Yeah, it's, I mean that, that's. I see the picture. Sometimes they take the picture in the store and it's just and there's like, nothing left you can't oh walk gosh. around the store yeah so there's some run groups up there there's another run group you talked about maybe uh run, run, run junkies? junkies yeah so was, i caught the little rag it was it was a, it was a couple of folks coming from all different groups i mean none of them had like a particular company or group or brand that tied them all together they were just like wanting to get out and do workouts and they started meeting up at cnu you know the track and challenging each other like Here's a recommended track workout if you want it, or hey, just run your workout with. As I say, misery loves company, right? Mm -hmm. So hey, we'll all just you know go through misery together, and they just they've really just gotten like this cult following, um, and and they have a Facebook you know site, and they just hey, I'm running here if you want to come run. So it truly was just a as you were we were talking earlier, you know, every man's running man, you know, hey, just come with us, and mm -hmm. um, so they they get together and their schedule will kind of change, but. Um, they're constantly every day putting up, all right, we're going to have our big group meet here if you want to meet here, but someone's, you know, Danny's going here and he's going to do 10. Anybody want to do a 10? You know, so it's yeah. just a good, um, and then a flat out with tradition brewing because you, know, you cannot have a run without beer. Um, their Wednesday, their Wednesday runs were getting, uh, that was when I really started pushing some folks over because again, beer, I'm like, look, they got great beer. They give great discounts. They got reward cards, yeah. uh, challenger coin. I mean, they're like, okay, come, we're going to, yeah. um, 
Lord knows, you know, at one point they started, when, when, when the bartender starts knowing you by name, you have a running problem or a drinking problem, I don't know. But um, no, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot up there. And of course, you know, Peninsula Track Club meets up and, uh, you know, just like the Striders. And so I guess that's, that's the thing. There's so much that you can, you can get out up there and, uh, and new areas to run too. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the battlefields, you know, point two runnings will have their summer runs and they'll change locations every weekend, which I think is awesome. And I always loved it when they would go to the uh, the Yorktown battlegrounds, battlefields, and run. And I would take my high school team there, and they got so excited on the days that we're gonna. You know, the thing was so funny. They have noon, coach. You know, the big jugs of noon. I'm like, really? This is what gets you guys excited? I will, will buy you a bunch of noon. But no, it's it's. And like I said, vice versa. I challenge the folks up on the peninsula. You know, make it a point. Uh, once we get through all this craziness in the world, you know. Grab a few friends, go go try out a new club. You know, nothing wrong with it. You know, meet someone new and say, hey, I at least made that one pilgrimage to the other side. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, Point two put out a little uh, Instagram or a little post this week where their staff were kind of telling you know the customers we miss you, and they were talking uh, to they were talking from their favorite running places, and uh, there was one guy, and I just became obsessed with this post. I've actually looked at the video several times, like to make sure I could do the research right. But there's this place he took a picture from where he said it was his favorite place to run, Carter Grove Country Road. Oh yeah, I'm going up there. Yes, without a doubt. Yes, it looks amazing. Yes. So really, Southside people, which is almost all of you, <laughs> you should go look at the Nolan Trail, man. It's gorgeous. Sometimes you see freaking animals, like not just birds, but deer, in the forest as you're running, and it's ch it's a challenging route. It's got lots of ups and downs. It's a uh, it's beautiful and fun. There's lots of water and woods, um, and there's other places like where I want to go, Carter Grove uh, Country Road, um, Carter's Grove Country Road. I'm gonna go up there hopefully in the next couple weeks. I'm excited about that. Post some pictures. It's, yeah, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, it, love it. That's what makes me want to go. His <laughs> picture. I was like, oh my gosh, that's like gorgeous over there. Um, you mentioned just now that sometimes you take your kids up there, which. Uh, I think we all know by now, you're a high school cross-country coach, and you've told me uh, off-air that you've been doing it since you were about 23. Yeah. So let's talk about that. You're you're actually the coach at your alma mater. I am, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, any I guess any coach, that's your, that's your dream, right? Mm -hmm. I kind of got, I kind of got tricked into it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I graduated in 2000, and um, oh my gosh. We're the same exact age. I tell you, something special about the yeah, man. class of 2000. Yeah. <laughs> there is, dude. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, when I got done running in college, I was burnt out. Uh, my wife says I tricked her. I, I had actually quit running for quite some time. Just got into to hitting the gym every day and lifting, and I um, was probably about 40 pounds heavier than I am now. And, man. you know, and uh, but then I, I got a call um, from my high school coach. Uh, Coach Volkman, Coach Bill Volkman still coaches here in the area. He's, he's a staple. If you ever go out to the Sunday morning runs, uh, you cannot miss Coach Volkman. I swear he looks the same. I'm giving him kudos right now that he did back in 1998. <laughs> Running has done him good. Uh, no, he's he's awesome. But um, he uh, you know kind of encouraged me to come out with him when he was coaching with the team. I'm like, well, I don't know anything about coaching, and I'm not running. Oh, I'll just come out. You can talk to him. Well, I mean, quickly, I, I can see what he was doing. It, it, it got my love. I, t I challenge tell anyone you ever lose the love of running go volunteer go help a, a local youth club mm -hmm. whether it be you know the new energy or a high school you will quickly find your love again um 
because the pureness of the sport. So I got out there and somehow or another, it went from, all right, I'm back in it, you know, and I'm back in it, let's do a marathon. <laughs> you know, why not? I'm back in it. I, I haven't raced over a 10K. Let's do a marathon. So he coached me, he coached me for my first marathon and got me into it and I uh, came on to be his assistant coach. And uh, wasn't too long after that, he got a job offer. Um, so he had been a, a teacher at a middle school, but was coaching the high school and mm -hmm. had been coaching for years there. And um, he got a high school job offer to teach, which at the time was gold. They, they, they were few and far between, mm -hmm. and he had to take it. I remember that day, he he was so torn, but uh, I understood it. The kids were, were tore up too, and he had to go to Great Bridge. So not only was he leaving us, he's going to a competitor. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> so um, the, they, they had hired a new track coach, Claude Duquenne. And um, he came in, they're like, well, how do you wanna run things? And he goes, I'm gonna run this like college. And so a lot of high schools you go to, there's a cross country program, there's indoor track, there's outdoor track. He goes, nope, this is gonna be track and cross country program, umbrella. And then I'm gonna have my, and I remember he came and offered me the head coaching job for cross country and for distance. And I'm like, I've been assistant coaching less than a year. What do I know? He's like, you know more than you think you know. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you're, you're teaching by example, you're running with these kids every day, you're, you're, you know, you're telling them to do a workout and you're doing it with them. He goes, and he, he taught me the key to coaching. So anyone out there is looking at coaching, the, you know, oh uh, yes, please know something about running and the basics, but you know, I always tell people, there's, there's a hundred different ways to get to the same point. Okay, so if, what, always, if a coach comes and tells you this is the only way to do it, go away from that coach, mm -hmm. because that should scare you. A coach should always be, I'm still learning. I still bug certain coaches. Like, I, I think they're going to blacklist me at some point to quit calling them. Uh, but you got to constantly, it's, the way I coach kids now is different than the way I coach kids 10 years ago. Uh, the tr you know, our, our, our knowledge base changes, our technology changes, the kids change, you know, society changes. But the one thing that didn't change is he goes, build the trust. If you get a kid to trust you, they'll do anything for you. And he was right. I mean, I can get a kid to run so they couldn't stand anymore if that kid trusted me. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily that my workouts were the best. Like I said, I can give you a hundred different workouts and get people to the same point. So he, he, he really got me, but I remember he's like, we're gonna win state titles. And I remember I about fell out of my seat laughing. I'm like, you are crazy. I graduated from the school. We could barely win a district title. We're gonna win a state title? I'm like, who is this man? You know, with his thick French accent. I mean, he's from Cameroon. Yeah. And he was, he'd been to three Olympics in the 100 meter. I mean, knowledge base was amazing. He's like, no, no, we're going to win state titles. And he goes, and, and distance kids are going to help do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you are smoking something. I'm like, this man is, is this how you got your job? I mean, you, there's no way we could. Um, two years later, the track team won both the girls and boys state titles. And um, we actually had distance kids that scored at the state meet. Like, that was unheard of. And I'm like, okay, let's, you know, I'm like, wow. We, and we kept building and we kept building. And I remember my first cross country season, I had 12 kids total. Mm -hmm. I had just enough girls to count as a team, five. Yeah. So if someone got sick, well, we're not scoring today. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that year I had two kids go to States. And I remember going home, I'm like, we were state qualified. And she goes, was well, that where the bar is right now? That's funny. <laughs> but every year I would challenge the kids. And next thing I know, within, three or four years, we had over 80 kids. And mind you, we, we hadn't necessarily, we'd won some district titles in cross country, but kids were getting better. You know, you know, like say winning isn't necessarily being first, it's you know setting that goal and, and getting better. So we were winning, we were, 
we were seeing vast improvements and we just had this culture about us. Like I always, I always tell kids on the first day, you're here because you can't do anything else. Your coordination is lacking and you have the stupidity to run until you can't run no more. So basically, congratulations. But I also tell kids, you make it two weeks with me, you'll make it. Mm-hmm. We don't have cuts on my team. I've never had cuts. Mm-hmm. Kids will cut themselves. I mean, that's, that's just the plain truth. I, I've never had to hold cuts. Kids will cut themselves. So um, we got into it, and I think my fifth year, we, we made history. No team on the south side of Richmond had podiumed in cross country. It's, it's, it's a northern school sport. It's hills. Mm-hmm. You know, I would talk to these yeah, coaches yeah. up north, and they were getting 150, 100. They had more kids coming out for cross country than football. Yeah. Because they're winning state titles. Mm-hmm. Kids want to be. And I'm like, man. And I remember that year, I'm like, I got a good girls team. We can podium. And so I told the girls, I, I remember this. They actually tried to get me fired. It's a great story. I've got to make sure they listen to this. Um, so mind you, I'm only four or five years older than these girls. So I treat them like my little sisters and everything. I'm like, all right, guys, we're at, we're at running camp. And I give them the big plan. All right, we're going to do 50 to 60 miles a week. And I'm getting these looks. Well, at lunch that day, they're like, Coach, we need to talk with you. And they're all over in the corner of the dining hall. I'm like, what's going on? Um, we've talked about this, and you're crazy. And if you don't change your mind, we're going to go to the athletic director and we get back and tell him you're trying to hurt us. Oh, oh. Man. And I'm like, this guys, is a serious this talk. is a serious talk. I'm like, no, guys, I've studied it. We're not doing enough miles. You need more miles. I said, that's be harder miles, but we're going to do more miles. They're like, Coach, 50 to 60 miles, which for a lot of high school girls is a lot. Heck, for a lot of people, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. I said, no, guys, it's going to be controlled. I've got it all planned out. We're going to do it. I said, just trust me. I said, do the training through the summer. If, you're, if, you're, if you become injured or you don't PR that first meet, I'll quit. And then looking back now, I'm like, God, that was because there's a lot of luck with anything. <laughs> so I'm thinking back nowadays, I'm like, God, that was a big risk. So none of them were injured. And by God, they all PR that first meet. Oh, I will say, I made sure we picked a race that was somewhat easier course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all year, they're getting better. And, and when just getting better, their confidence, like, we can do this. So then it was, then I, hey, guys, what do you think? You can make podium. Coach, we can. Those girls didn't lose a race through the district season, or the regular season. Won all the invitationals they went to. We go to regionals, win that. Get to states, and of course, it's the worst weather you could, you could want. So not only are we running on the hilliest course in the, in the, in the state, it's freezing. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. These girls were tough as nails. And all year, the thing had been, you know, hate me now, love me later. So I used to tell them, you can hate me now, you'll love me later. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I put them through some. Waiting for the scores, we get third, we podium. First team in history. And, I mean, tears are. Uh, and, of course, they're like, okay, we love you now. Um, and But that set the bar because um, we, we were flatlanders down here. And mm-hmm. uh, I give it to those girls. Those girls did it, and they set the bar. And you see teams. You know, Mike Nestor at Ocean Lakes has just developed a powerhouse distance crew over there. Um, and so we're always challenging, but yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I, I have so many, I mean, but you know, what's bigger than that, Danny is I always told the kids cause they would see me get all this free stuff and I'm like, guys, running doesn't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. It may be a means to an end. Maybe you get to a college education. Um, it's a lifelong sport. Maybe you get free running gear. Maybe you earn enough prize money to go on a vacation. It's not going to pay the bills. You've got And I tell you what, I've, I have former athletes. One's a neurosurgeon now. Uh, one's a principal of a school. Um, we've got a couple of PTs in there. One just opened her, her own PT office over in London. Um, Goodness. You know, we got Navy pilots. We've got, so uh, I got one right now. He's at West Point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had one, he went on to be a numerous All-American at the University of Colorado, and right now is helping to work with Emma Coburn, the world champion in, in steeplechase, you know, an Olympic medal. So these, these, these kids have, have taken that, and it is a means to an end, like go on and be better. Because I always tell them, if you're back here in Hampton Roads, it's because you chose to, not because you didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing kids who would go on and went and finished school, and they're coming back here because they have no that that's what we wanted to, and so Claude and I that was really our thing and and uh, so yeah so now we have in fifteen years thirty six state titles you know amongst the the track teams uh, the girls team hasn't lost a state title I think we're going on seven years I mean they're good it's funny because I'm like man at some point you're not gonna win I mean. There are girls that will go freshman, senior, junior, senior year, and they don't know what's like not to win a state title. Yeah. Know? So it's, but it's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's the kids that do it. I always say we get lucky. We kind of tell them what direction to go, and uh, I, I probably learned more from them than they have from me. Uh, and like I said, it's ever evolving because I could never coach a kid now the way I coached a kid ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be fired within a couple of days as a be mm-hmm. parent. You know, you just, it's the way you gotta you gotta work with them. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time. I've got one young man, uh, Scott, who I talked about earlier in the interview, his son, he's like family to us. And I, I, even now, I mean, I'm twice his age, but I look, I'm like a little brother. I mean, just that relationship you build. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was a godsend for us when everything happened with Megan. I mean, that kid, he was better with my yard than I was with my yard and climbing up on the roof and cleaning gutters. And, nice. uh, you know, so yeah, it's, I've developed relationships and gotten to do things and, um, it's one of those two. I just encourage the kids, like, don't walk away with what ifs. I mean, you and I and so many other folks in life, we could say, yeah, what if? And I just always challenge us, don't walk away with that what if. So, yeah, coaching has been a blessing. And, um, yeah. you know, I don't know how long I can continue to do it. It's always, like I said, it's you know, month by month or week by week um, with things that go on with Meg. But she's been supportive, and uh, the team's been amazing. Uh, they actually got pink shirts made up this year, you know. And yeah. We're, so, yeah, it's, it's been – they're family. So I love them, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. Yeah. It's interesting uh, listing, you know, their accomplishments, and uh, some people might say that running doesn't doesn't have anything to do with that. But I would I would challenge that because since I started running just within the last two years, I've become a way better plumber. I know that sounds funny. And, and here's, here's the psychology behind that. Now, I guarantee this is real. Is that when I run, you can look on my Instagram, and one of my story highlights is that I ran seven miles. And I literally couldn't believe I could run seven miles. I was so happy on that training day when I just ran seven miles. And I posted how I felt, and it was Kevin Garnett when he's at they won the finals and he goes anything is possible and that's like exactly how i felt so running when running shows you that you can do things that you don't think you can do so it's made me uh it's made me a better dad uh it's made it's definitely made me a better plumber cuz sometimes when they send me to a job and i'm not sure what i i'm not sure i know how i can that i can do it i know that I can rise to a challenge or that I'll live through the challenge even if it's difficult or that I'll learn something from it. So I have like become an exponentially better plumber professionally because running has made me more courageous and made me more confident that I can face challenges. So there is something to that. Um, 
I think my daughter experiences, I shared that, um, I think when Ryan Conrad was on, I said, my, my daughter ran one mile and it was like, it's literally her life's favorite moment because she accomplished something that she definitely didn't think she could do. Remember how you, you talked about coaching now and how it's, you have to be a little bit more sensitive now. Um, or you talked about your dad saying, your dad saying, run until you can't run anymore. When I was training, we were training together, and she'd run a mile with me every day, and then she'd walk a lot and say, I can't do it anymore a lot. And I know she could. It was just a comfort thing. And I had, at some point down the street, I had my hand on the smaller her back, running with her, pressing her. And some dude rolls out down his window. He's like, hey, man, don't kill that little girl. <laughs> And I was, I was like, she's all right. We're right next to our house. <laughs> but you know, it, uh, you know, you toe the line and don't know what you can do. And you know. then when you do it, you're like, holy crap! I can do things that I didn't know I could do, and that's special. And I think running, Run, running is the perfect. You know, I've done a lot of stupid things, but things that even now I got sometimes. All right, you have a ten year old daughter. You need to be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, Tommy Neeson, when you did that, made me think, you know, my first Boston, I'm, I'm ready to go. End up passing a kidney stone in Boston. Pass the stone, and I'm not at the finish line I'm supposed to be. I've, you know, little bleep on the map is not bleeping anymore. It's not even there. You know, my mom's here. My, my Megan, who we were engaged at the time, is freaking out because where is he? And I'm at mile 16, and they're, they're arranging to have, I knew what it was. I'd had him before, and, and, uh, I'd had a bunch of just the lower back pressure, days leading up, but I thought maybe nerves. Before you continue, yeah. you're saying right now that you passed a kidney stone during during yes the Boston. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it, going back, so it was I passed it, and then I was actually I was lucky with this one. Um, I passed it fairly quickly, and uh, of course they're like, okay, you know, we're, we got an ambulance coming. I'm like, no, I feel a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. still in pain, but I can finish this out. And they're like, you're not going anywhere. Eventually, I convinced him, but I had to sign all these documents. Basically, like, I am not going to sue you because... Mm-hmm. So I get there and everything, and they're waiting for me to finish, and finally get with Megan, and she's just bawling in tears, you know, thinks I'm dead somewhere. I'm like, look, first Boston, I got a medal. And then a few hours later, you know, things come down, like, man, this is all it is? I guess I remember this. I'm like, man, I don't know if that was... <laughs> the medals at Boston have gotten much better. This was back yeah. in, like, 2005. They would look like the 25-cent little, you know, I was yeah. like, this is what... But... Tommy Neeson, I remember getting back that Tommy's a character. And uh, his first question is, well, did you keep it? Like, no, I didn't keep it. It wasn't on the, he's like, oh, man, you could have made, like, a necklace out of that. Or I'm like, oh, my God, Tommy, you know. Um, no, like, so I've, I've done a lot of stupid things. But at the same time now, some of the kids that come back, it's so funny, they'll come back in rooms this summer, and I'll have, like, new kids on the team. Like, Coach, I'm, I'm kind of hurting. And they'll be like, you're saying that's the wrong person. Like, you don't know what this guy's done to himself. So, you know, you can just go ahead. You're, no, it's, but it's like you were saying, you, you, you learn what you can handle, whether it's physically, mentally. Um, we as, as people can handle so much more than we know. Uh, I tell you, the blessing of this sport is, like I tell the kids, hey, you're, you're, you're here because you're not, you've got no coordination, which, you know, mm-hmm. I guess give them a hard time. But you're coming out here and basically the goal is to get from point A to point B as fast as we can. Well, to do that, like our, our slogan, our team is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I've never had a stellar race where I just felt beautiful the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like I would be concerned if I walked into a race and nothing was aching or something. Yeah. And so, um, 
it just teaches you, you know, to overcome. And so I, I, I think that's awesome. And I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. It's made me better in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, maybe people can take from this, like you just said, step back. You know, what what is running made you better at as a person outside of running? And mm-hmm. I think it's a good challenge for folks. Like you just said, you know, you can step back and say, hey, it's it's made me better here, here, here. Yeah. And I think a lot of people probably don't realize, like, wow. I probably wouldn't be as good at this or wouldn't have tried this had it yeah. not been for running. So, yeah. yeah. It makes you brave. Um, you, uh, it seems like um, being a coach is, you consider it probably, and it, it's probably natural, that's some of your most meaningful work, just being oh, a yeah. coach with children. Yeah. But, um, not children, but students. Uh, I often see that you actually have your students or the kids you're coaching out in the running community oh, yeah. doing volunteer work. Yes. I think sometimes they even race yep. in some of the races. Let's, let's talk about that and why you think it's important. Um, you know, one, so many years ago, I started as a requirement. You have got to volunteer at a certain amount of races. And it was so funny. Race directors quickly picked up like, oh, Ryan can get us volunteers. And I had no problem doing it. Like, yeah. I, will, I will get you 40. You need 40 volunteers? We're there. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, they would always, without ask or without, would come around later, not that we were expecting it, we'll always do something very generous to the team. You know, the running community is very generous. But one, I wanted the kids to see, you know, you go to these cross-country races, these track races, and all you do is go and race it. You don't mm-hmm. see what it took leading up to, during, not even the, you know, even all the way down to mom and dad having to take off or do whatever they had to do to get you here. So I wanted them to appreciate what goes on so they can enjoy racing you yeah. know i think most of us enjoy racing that's why we train that's why i, train. I hate training i yeah. want to race and these kids were the same and then it was funny because they were like well coach can i like volunteer before then race in it and I'm like, i wouldn't say now if we were in the heavy training cycle and it's postseason i would never but you'll see these kids out a lot during the summer like i require they have to do two races during the summer mm-hmm. i want them to get those butterflies out you know because yeah. we're not racing but i challenge them go go over to that gentleman talk to him mm-hmm meet him i i was a big introvert like a lot of people don't like no way you were i was i mean i wouldn't even talk to some of my own aunts and uncles my, my, you couldn't get me to get on the phone to order a pizza oh, i was man. too shy to get on and talk to the pizza guy to get a pizza there i was an introvert and part of me too is a lot of runners are in high school these are kids that for the most part this is where they've been accepted Mm-hmm. It's what I've seen. You know, they, they aren't necessarily the best at other things, but they're great kids. I mean, I've had class presidents and honor society. And like I said, I, I got a young man going to West Point. And I mean, they're great kids, but let's just be honest. Runners, we're all a little different. I yeah. mean, we're a little different. Um, but I think that's what makes us great. And But I want these kids to just be comfortable getting in the community, get involved with your community. And it's just kind of picked up to now kids are wondering, can I go volunteer here? Can I go volunteer here? Um, and, I, and again, it just goes back to there's more beyond the running. It's a means and get involved with your community. Um, something I didn't do till later in life, getting out there and, and helping. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's yeah, you'll see us out there. Uh, the kids actually love to volunteer. Um, they love to get out there and watch the race. And, like, and that's the thing. They, they have that love for it. Mm-hmm. So even just being around it. But um, yeah, so it's twofold. It was see what it takes, be a part of that, but get out there and just meet the community and don't be afraid to get out around other people. So Yeah, that's awesome. I think they're probably learning a lot from that. I think every runner could learn a lot from just getting behind the scenes and volunteering. If you haven't gathered this by now, Four Runners Podcast is a pro-volunteering <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 
So it's uh, it's just to be able to go out and support people who have worked so hard. If you're not running the race, you got free time. Go out and help the race go on, you know? I think that's important. It's cool that the kids are seeing that kind of stuff now, too. Um, before we get into, like, our, our little lightning round, uh, let's talk about your your current goals, whether they're, they're short-term. I know this is kind of a hard question in this time, but... Um, what are some of your short-term goals and maybe even some of your long-term goals, like maybe bucket list kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, you know, short-term goals right now is, is just to keep training. You know, I yeah. think what everyone is right now is adapt and overcome and yeah. what can you do. And I, I've been fortunate enough that um, we got some great little trails and areas. I can just pop out the house and, and go run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, short-term is just stay healthy. Um, you know, running was going great. And that's the thing. You, you have all these great races and all of a sudden it's, you know, yeah. and it's like, uh, so, um, you know, keep that going. We're hoping, you know, when I say we, my coach and I, that, you know, things are back up and we're back to normal life, at least by this fall. So, um, you know, I'd like to jump in a couple half marathons here, you know, locally and just kind of build back up. You know, long-term goal courses, we've always said Shamrock, so that's, you know, it's a year out. Um, I'd like to get my 5K time back down under 15 again. You know, I think I'm I'm ready for that. I've run a couple low 15s here recently, so I'd like to do that. Um, then get my mile time down again. You know, as I get older, I always challenge. Uh, so we do a little mile time challenges with the kids. So I'd, I'd like to get under 420 in the mile again. Um, you know, just little things to challenge. You can do a sub five mile? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, right. I can yes. go. I mean, Coach will have me do mile repeats, you know, 435 to 445 repeats. Are you, su- you got to be super spent after a, a sub five mile. Like, how. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we ran a third of a mile out there. I was just having a tough time. No, but it's it's, it's all perspective, you know. It's uh, you know, heck, when I started, I, I couldn't break five minutes in a mile. I yeah. ultimately got down to four oh seven was my best. Uh, a lot younger than I am now, but you know, like not too long ago, I ran a four twenty three. Yeah, with the kids, you know, in practice. So, um, can some of your kids run? Oh, like that? Yeah. So the kids always joked, always challenged them. You know, I can always. Early on, I can usually pick out, and they may not even be top 10 on the team, but I, I'm usually pretty good about that kid's going to do something. You know, oh, you're rounded enough, you know, they call it maybe the diamond in the rough. You can just, you can see it, you can look at stride, you can just look at attitude, like the kid yeah. that wants it. Um, so I've always told the kids, like, when you can beat me in practice, now it's starting to get a little easier as we get older. <laughs> but, you know, you know, back when, you know, I was younger in coaching, I used to tell them, you beat me in practice, you're going to be all state. Yeah. That shouldn't mean be a doubt. You're going to be all state. Um and so sure enough, when those kids, I, I still remember uh, two two kids, Blake and George, and to this day, still two of my fastest. Blake's one actually went on and ran at University of Colorado, you know, sub four minute miler there. And uh, I think he ran like 15.08 for me in high school, mm-hmm. 4.11 for the mile. And I used to just joke with him uh, from uh, Talladega at nights. So we both loved that movie. And mm-hmm. I would beat him at intervals and I'd go by him and always yell, shake and bake. And one day, I'm going by, I'm going by, and then he just left me. Oh, no. And he thought I was going to be mad at him, like, that I couldn't beat him. Because I was stoked. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's ready for the next level. So kids sometimes, it'll be funny, like, they're ready to beat me and, like, leave me in an interval. And I'll start catching up. I'm like, hold on, you could leave me. Well, I don't want to. You're not going to upset me. Like, my job as a coach is I want you to be better. Like, yeah. I, any coach that doesn't want their their athlete to not be able to beat them, no, I want you to be better than me. And I keep joking to him now. I'm like, guys, I'm twice your age. I'm making this easier on you than for those kids 10 years ago. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's, I got kids on the team right now that, um, can do interval work with me. Uh, none of them are raising their hand to go do a long run with me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, we, we, 
we typically will go out to the same spots. You know, we have different workouts. But, you know, I've had kids that during my marathon training, hey, coach, you need me to get on a bike and, and ride next to you. And so it goes both ways. But uh, no, we, we've got, we got some, some quick kids. You know, yeah. I, I, tell, I always tell folks, too, if you think some of us runners in the, in the local running community are quick, go to a, a state meet here locally. You know, right, right. up in Hampton, uh, we have the state. This is where they hold state track meet. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to see fast? I mean, when you got girls running 440s for the mile, high school girls, mm-hmm. you know, uh, boys, you know, heck, every year now in the nation, we've got a couple of boys that can break four minutes in high school. So mm-hmm. there's there's fast, <laughs> and then there's fast. That's but, crazy. Uh, no, yeah, i got some very talented athletes. So what's your bucket list stuff? Oh, man. Let's, let's, let me ask you something more specific. How much ultra running is in your future, man? It's coming. You, it's something that you're yeah. you got your eye on. I do, I do. I've spoken to a few folks, but you know, like anything I do, I want to be the best that I can be. You know, I may not be, you know, the best. And and as I get older, I change my goals. Um, so ultra is coming. I've I've developed a love. I know my coach is gonna hate hearing this right now. He wants to keep me on the roads as long as he can keep me on the roads. Um, but I've started kind of picking the brain of some folks that have been in in that arena for a while because it's something I'm going to have to adapt to, you know, slow that pace down, go for a much longer time. Nutrition is a huge thing, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's there. I would, I would say it's coming sooner rather than later. Um, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I still, I still like hitting the roads. You know, I haven't lost that love yet. Are you thinking maybe like hundred miles? I am, but you know, like anything, I think I have to, I, I think I could go on here fairly quickly and jump into a competitive 50 miler you know with, with the right build up um but again if i'm going to do it i want to do it to the best that i can do it um yeah and there's something you know i did that 105 that one time and it took me about 18 hours to do it and it was actually around a track so you want to talk about completing? oh man yeah <laughs> and it was an asphalt track so my legs were were done i couldn't wow. walk for a few days um but again like when it was done i'm like never again because people thought oh god he's gonna do ultras now i'm like no you people are completely insane like there was nothing fun about that but then a few days later on you look like wow look what i just did all right yeah it hurt yeah i can still barely walk yeah 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 but that's pretty cool yeah um so yeah i i i think it's there um i would like to like competitively uh i've talked about getting into the seashore you know the first landing local 50k here and stepping on the pedal a little bit and see mm-hmm. what i could do through that but um yeah it's coming um i want to do some more relays you know, I've done the the Colonial 200 twice. Uh, actually, Renee High and I were on a team together, and Tommy Neeson. You want to talk about that? Was an experience. Yeah. Um, Tommy Neeson calls us up and he's like, "Hey, let's do the Colonial 200." I'm like, "Man, I've never done one of these." And that gets logistics. Oh, logistics are covered. We have a driver. I'm like, okay. He's like, "Look, I looked what the course record is." I'm like, "Of course you looked what the course record is." It's like, God. He's like, we, "We can take the course record." I'm like, "Okay." He goes, "No, no, we're gonna take the course record with what they called an ultra team, which is only six runners." He goes, we're going to take out the 12-man team's record. With six. I'm like, can't we just take out the 12-man team with the 12? No. Tommy's like, go big, go home. And uh, so, we, yeah, we had we, we not only took it out, we took it out with a co-ed team, because we had Renee High on there, mm-hmm. and with three Masters runners. So it was me, Drew, and Renee. Yeah. And I still remember me and Drew driving the van at one point. <laughs> That's... It's one of the few times I've ever seen Drew just plain angry. You know, 24 hours of running, listening to Tommy, and the next thing you know, it gets things like me and Drew are the only ones driving there at the end. And the, but the best part was finally, so the Masters, Die Roberts, um, Tommy Neeson, and Joel Bell. And um, 
they would run their stuff strong. I mean, these guys, very strong runners. But to hit the record, we'd lose a little bit when they were running on record pace. And so Tommy, every time, all right, guys, let's get that time back. <laughs> I remember one time he comes back into the van and said, let's get that time back. And Drew's face. Because <laughs> we were, we were hand, like me and Drew were dropping. So I think I had the most miles. Drew was right behind. Then it was Renee probably. But, you know, we're doing total 40, 50 miles total. And we're dropping sub 545s at all these runs. So, and I had the first leg. I was so stoked because I hadn't looked at all my legs. Never, you guys are going to do relays. When your leader hands you your legs, look at all of them. I had 2.3 miles. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So I go to an ultra relay with flats, my racing flat, like 2.3 oh. miles. I'm going to flat up and I'm going to burn this. And, you know, they, if you haven't done it, they stagger start you based on your predicted. And it was us and two other teams started dead last because we were supposed to be outside time. And these other two teams had a good lead on them through the first two legs. So I get flats on, and I hammer this 2.3. I mean, I'm going 430s, just hammering this thing, run them both down. I come in. Tommy Neese is on top of our van just talking trash to these other two teams. Oh, my. Now what do you think? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it started. <laughs> uh, it was an experience. So I, I challenged folks. Try those relays. Try it with Tommy Neeson. You could write a book um, with Tommy Neeson. Um, but it, it was a fun experience. It's something I really haven't gotten to do a lot of lately. Um, I did one a few years later with flat out events. Totally different. It wasn't we're trying to break records. That was more the let's enjoy it. Let's finish. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so I've seen both sides. But I'd like to do some more relays. Yeah. Um, you know, you were talking about how much fun it was yeah. to do the the relay up at Nolan Trail. So I'd like to do more relays. Bucket list. You know, um, God, I haven't looked at trying to go do a big crazy race you know in a while I've done all the big marathons I would love to go um, and, and really get in some faster road races out west you know uh, the CIM has been a phenomenal marathon a lot of people had lots of success out there in California um, that'd be fun but um, yeah you know stay healthy go after Shamrock get some relays get those times down I don't know. I think once things settle down with this and you know with Megan and everything, I'll probably find that. All right, I ain't getting any younger. Let's go, let's go do something crazy and stupid mm -hmm. again. But uh, yeah, so yeah, nice. So, well, we're all gonna be cheering for you when Shamrock comes back around. I hope so. It's, she's the one that got she's away. She's the unicorn. She keeps yeah. getting away. So, well, let's do our lightning round, right. man. You've heard this before, so we'll get right into it. Hot or cold running? Cold. Yes. Group or solo run? Ah, group. Music or silence? Silence. Trail or road? Road. Uphill or downhill? Downhill. <laughs> gel or chew? Uh, gel. Morning or night running? Night. Long or short run? Long. Garmin or Apple? Carmen. Yeah. I, I think I almost took that off the list. You see? <laughs> Look, I crossed it out. Hold on. If anyone ever says Apple and I don't hear that, you need to just alert me. I need to talk with them. <laughs> I transitioned from Apple after my first marriage. You're a smart man. Yeah. So, all right. Cake or pie? Pie. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. All right. Seinfeld or Friends? Seinfeld. I wonder if that's a female and male choice. Like if a f females would choose friends and males would choose you start fun. keeping the stats on that now yeah I, I thought about that too going back and <laughs> seeing what people pick action or comedy uh, action and this uh, question originates from a Renee High or Renee Merchant's uh -huh. interview um, fruits or veggies uh, veggies 
Yeah, really? Yeah, you know, it's, I'm a fruit guy. Yeah, Renee chose ve- or fruits too, which I was shocked by. So, all right, and for the question everybody's w- waiting for, do you know your Harry Potter house? Oh, I do not. You don't. We're gonna have to put a poll up, and okay. everybody's gonna have to choose. Oh man, please don't so. let me Slytherin. That would not be a good image. Dude, for you me. could be Slytherin, dude. Oh, that's all Slytherin right. doesn't mean you're a villain, dude. It just means. You're, it, <laughs> I think it doesn't mean you're a villain. It just was portrayed as villainous in the movie. All right, maybe I can change. I can change the house portrayed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I um, next time we race, it will be a different story. I promise. And you, you better have the short shorts. Yeah, the short. It shorts, makes a difference. The short shorts are going to change the game. And uh, I, we wish you well. I know we're all uh, in your corner when it comes to to your wife and uh, and when it comes to Shamrock, dude. So. When everything turns back to normal, we got you. We will cheer for you. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thanks for tuning in to our conversation with Ryan Carroll. Although he crushed me in our one-on-one race, I thoroughly enjoyed our talk. I'm inspired by Ryan in many ways. He challenges me to leave it all on the course when I race, He challenges me to explore Hampton Roads by running beyond what I know geographically, and he challenges me to give back to the running community through volunteerism and supporting local businesses. Thanks for inspiring us, Ryan Carroll. On next week's episode, we're joined by James Moore, beloved member of our running community. He'll break down how important group runs are to him and how these wildly different times are affecting him in that way. For now... This is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.